0: Welcome to the Coho Hopecast, an audio experience of interviews, talks, and nonprofit leadership lessons from the City of Hope outreach. For more information, connect with us at our website, Coho58.org. Welcome to the Coho Hopecast. This is your host, Michaela Bailey. Today I'm here with Dr. Phil Fletcher and we're going to be talking about the first 13 years of COHO. Dr. Fletcher, what was your initial idea or expectation whenever you came to Conway?
1: Hi, Michaela, I was not to be here. So, me and my family moved here from uh, Fort Irwin, California, we were stationed there and we were gonna be here in Conway for two years. Uh, The goal was to finish seminary and then go back on active duty. I was in the active duty army, up to seven years at that point. And so the goal was to be a chaplain and do 25 years at least. And so part of the requirement was to finish seminary. And so we moved here because my in-laws live here, finished two years and then go back on active duty and see the world and all that. But God had a different plan. And I was uh, coming home from Little Rock one day and uh, the Lord impressed upon my heart to make a ride on Robbins, and there's a trailer park back here, and I uh, understood I was supposed to do ministry, came home and told my wife Nicole, and she was like, no, right? And so um, she had went to a women's conference, right, and uh, she went down for prayer, and this lady, unbeknownst to her, you know, knowing anything about the situation, she told Nicole, that thing that you and your husband were supposed to do, the Lord said, go do it. So she came home. She was like, well, I guess we're supposed to go on that trailer park. So September 30th, so this coming week will be 13 years. It was a Sunday. We went out with some folding chairs and a small PV sound system. I still got those chairs and the sound system. We still use them, like, to this day. And uh, our three kids and the two of us, we went out there, and that's how it got started. So... I mean, 13 years later, like, here we are. Kids are grown, moved out the house. Uh, we're, like, in two different locations and have some ministry influence throughout the state. And so I'm thankful I, I listened and made Absolutely. that right on Robbins and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, so expectations, I had no idea. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, for real. So if you're, like, want to start something, if people are, like, honest, I think most people would be like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Right? You can go to, like, conferences, read books. You can pray about it. But there's, the, like, there's this part of you that's like, I still don't think I know what I'm doing. Right? So that's where faith comes in. Mm-hmm. And taking one step in front of the other and... Uh, I think I've fallen on my face more times than successes now everybody else thinks like "Ooh, look at all this right but I look at like yeah if I could do some of that stuff over again I would so so I have no expectations even to this day I have no expectations at all
0: well I'm really thankful to see what the Lord has done through your obedience Uh here in Conway Yeah. yeah absolutely I also understand that you actually lived in the community in the Oakwood community yeah. for a little bit. Can you yeah. tell me about your time? yeah,
1: so, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing, right, but I did know I was taking a missions class uh It was one of my last classes to get my degree, and in it, uh, I used to reading like Operation World and you know the standard books, but in there, it was always a consistent theme. Uh, you got to get to understand the culture that you're doing your ministry in. You got to get to understand the people and you know the language and the behaviors and the customs and all that, right? So I was looking at that and I was like, well, huh? Well, I don't even go overseas to do that. I understood also, like we do that in the military. I just do that in the trailer park. So I've been in combat. I've been in rough places. I've camped out a whole lot. You know. And so I went to Walmart, bought me a red tent. Um, I got that in my garage still. And I had a sleeping bag. And I just came and spent the whole weekend. I set up in the grassy area, um, set up my tent and all that kind of stuff. I got, brought me some cleaning supplies and I was just hang out, go knock on some doors. Like, hey, introduce myself. Hey, you need any help with anything, cleaning anything? You know, I met some people and all that. And people were just like, what is this guy doing, right? Like, I'm not homeless or anything like that. But I had to understand who are, who are these men and women and kids I was being called to interact with. And so um, that started to started developing some relationships. Uh, two young guys came out. It was a Saturday night, and they brought me a bologna sandwich and a drink. Hmm. That was a good bologna sandwich. Probably because we sat up, like, most of the night. And just talked about, you know, God and just different things about life. And, you know, for them being teenage boys and things like that. And the next day, this guy named Robert, he was like one of the local dealers. Uh, And he said, hey, bastard, it's not that bad, huh? You survived, huh? I said, yeah. He's like, all right, then. I see you, you know. And then after that, like people started to come out. I don't know what it was. Like before I was just like talking, talking. People like, what is God doing? But after that, I think they understood, like, okay, he must be serious about something. And then it's kind of like the floodgates started to open. Mm-hmm. And people from the community started coming. Like, you'd have people, like, sitting in the grass, streets, sitting on their decks, and college kids started to come. It became like this. I don't know. Again, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Lord, I'm just going to... Well, let's see, Jesus, We just sit out there on the grassy area? You know, you have these visions in your mind of probably what it looked like when Jesus was uh, talking to people and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, we'll just talk, have a good time, play music, pray, help people. So.
0: so this was kind of the church you led out in the mobile home park?
1: Yeah, the church, the AKA trailer park church, TP church, the cult, it had all those names. The people that was coming called it like TP Church or Trello Park Church. The people that didn't understand it was like, is that a cult out there? Because it wasn't like happening in a traditional ministry setting. You know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It was just natural. And it was fun. And I think a lot of people got helped that way. But then out of that, a whole bunch of other stuff came. So it was a church that was happening. Church at Oakwood. Followed by Coho became a nonprofit uh two thousand nine yeah and then I left my job and start i said I had ten someone donated ten thousand dollars that's all we had family to do this stuff. Wow, and I left my job, so I left one job making like ninety two thousand dollars a year <laughs> then I left the next job making like forty thousand dollars a year to January 2010, I was like, well, we got $10,000, you know. I mean, I had some savings and all that, but I just knew what I was supposed to do, so that's what we did.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So what were the needs of the community members that you saw in the beginning?
1: Oh, needs, yeah. So I realized, so this is a bigger part of kind of like the holistic approach that Coho does. I realize yes, you have to speak to the soul of the man or the woman, you know, in, in terms of the gospel. But then also realizing that the gospel is supposed to impact the whole of a person's life. So like when Jesus talks about that, uh, that, he came that we would have life and have it to the full, abundantly. It's not just talking about your soul. It's like your whole person, right? And so then by extension you know, what does that mean? Well, if it's your whole person, then it means your family, right? This your family. we you got multiple families in the area. That means your community and, by extension, your city, right? So that's kind of where the nice City of Hope outreach comes from. But then it also, because of Revelation, there's a new city coming down mm-hmm. that language, right? So, um, so a new city coming down, but had an outward as well as an inward focus, right? Looking at the whole person. Um, and so, one of the things I learned coming out of spending the whole weekend in the tent sleeping bag thing was looking at the conditions that people were living in, you know. And the only time I'd seen conditions close to that was when I was deployed somewhere, you know. My last deployment was in Iraq, uh, you know, the conditions of people living there, and I saw the conditions of people living here, and I was just like, man. People need help. Right. And so over time, once resources allowed, then we would do these little what we call them Nehemiah projects. Right. So you think about the book of Nehemiah, and he's rebuilding, you know, Jerusalem and all of that. So that same mindset of, you know, how can we rebuild people's living situations? So new floors we did sometimes in one case. uh, God rest them. Uh, Emilio and Nancy Marcial we just the place was so bad we just moved him out of there and found him a new place decorated everything got a wheelchair ramp uh, put in for him he was a double amputee uh, to get them set back up again Uh, and then you know people with food lacking food and so out of that we had our Thanksgiving banquet or some meal and so um, if you think about the Lord's Supper and then if you think about the Marriage Supper of the Lamb, right, you have all of these different people coming around to eat and enjoy Jesus being at the center, if you will. And so that's what we do every Thanksgiving. Um, and then like some educational needs for the kids. Uh, and so out of that came like our focus of education, housing, and community development and understanding um, we want to see people flourish as human beings. So when you hear me talk about flourishing as a human being, I'm only echoing what Jesus said that He came that we would have life to the full, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that John passage. So yeah, that's what we do.
0: Awesome. Well, can you tell me some more about the initiatives that y'all had at the startup Coho?
1: Too many. We had so many. We had Nehemiah, we had community lunch, we had three hours tutoring, that's co-academy now. We had King's Club, we had uh, laundry services. We had all of these different things, right? And I realized, I was like, dang, we're doing a lot. And then my board was like, yeah, you're doing a lot because then it's hard to communicate to people how to support because we're doing so much, right? And then we were doing so much Sometimes you can do so much that other things can begin to suffer, you know, so it's kind of tailoring it down. And what I was recognizing was, at least starting in Oakwood, um, these were the things that were needed. So we focus on after school help for kids and then focused on providing housing for men who were homeless. We kept the community, lu- or the community lunch transition to the Thanksgiving banquet and then the Christmas store that we do every year. And I was like, okay, we're just going to do that. And that's what we started on doing. And then later on, Brian King, God rest his soul, older gentleman. Brian was an older gentleman who would ride on his motorcycle here in the trailer park with his chihuahua. And he drank a lot. Bad combination, right? But it came to me one day. I was here, uh, and he said, "Hey, you ever thought about having a garden?" I said, "Not really." And he said, "Well, what about this spot over there." So he pointed outside of our building. There's this grassy area. It's like I guess, you know. And he left. And like a couple of weeks later, uh, some members of St. Joseph's Catholic Church came, and they said, "You know, Brian." And I said, "Yeah, I'm a, my name is Miss Barbara, and this is uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Lou." And um, we're going to help you build a garden. I said, okay. Right. But Brian went and orchestrated all of this stuff. His sister goes, went to St. Joseph's and they brought out all the materials and guys from the community came and they helped build it and put it together and move the soil. And that became our first community garden. Now there's like four across the city, but that was Brian's idea. So, what I really love when you're talking about the needs early on and even the needs we're addressing now is ideas coming from the community. Like we had a playground at one time. Um, that was the idea of a mom in the community. You know, the gardens. It's the idea of, of Brian. Um, you know, we've got a small market that's happening now. That's being run and led by a young lady who lives in the community. You know, I love those kinds of things because it it just echoes the fact that one we're all made in God's image and likeness, two uh God has given us some kind of skill or capacity to do something, right? And sometimes what people need is just the opportunity, you know? And so I love to see that. That makes me like, ooh, gives me energy and stuff. So
0: well thank you for telling me about that. Yeah. So where do you see Coho in five years? Oh,
1: man. You know, I would like to see a women's house. I would like to see a place for counseling and therapy. I would like to see the small market be bigger to where we're employing people. Uh... I would like to see the Hope Village that's our small homes project we're working on right now expand out somewhere else like into the county to address homelessness in the Faulkner County um, I think that's that's what I see right now you know I think of it as a city you know what I'm saying like a city has a place to live, place to learn, place to earn a living, place to to worship, you know, all those elements. Even if it happens on this little street and the other locations that we're in, I think that just provides an example to people of ultimately what ministry looks like and what the good news is on display. You know, you can't quote unquote point to somebody coming to faith. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't be like, hmm. I mean, you can see the fruits of faith, but you can't, like, point to, like, oh, did you see that guy? He just became a believer. I mean, you can't, you know. But you can see the fruits of that. And I think that's the power of the good news is be able to see the fruits of that. And someone says, so what is this? Right? And then you're like, okay, so let me tell you about a garden. And a garden that goes through some rough patches, but eventually it becomes a city. That's Genesis To Revelation. And what connects those two is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So his work turns a garden that starts with a man and a woman, ultimately through his death and resurrection, into a city populated by multiple men and women of different ethnicities and economic situations and tribes and tongues. And they're around the throne saying, Behold our God. You know, so. Five years. And then we'll see what happens after that.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Fletcher, yeah. for sharing your insights with me today. Yeah. This has been Michaela Bailey, and we've talked about the first 13 years of COHO with Dr. Phil Fletcher. Thank you.
1: Hey, thanks a lot.
0: It is our sincerest desire you will provoke to hope today. For more information, visit our website, coho58.org this content has been helpful, consider a donation at our website or text a donation securely to 501-261-6766, that is 501-261-6766. This has been the Coho Hopecast, content provided by the City of Hope Outreach located in Conway, Arkansas. Repair. Rebuild. Restore.